Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Plant My Bones. They have a new EP called Stage 1.0, which is released on July 23rd via Inverse Records. Right now, I am being joined by what I am told are the important members of the band. We have Yenna, Elias, Consta, and they are going to be here to be sharing more information about this EP and what they have got coming up. So, gang, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are quite welcome. Uh, I'm also most appreciative of the Insomnium shirt. I just want to say that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Just saw them uh, last weekend at Sarhelvetti Festival to Finland. They were playing? Yes. Shows are allowed in Finland? Just barely. Just barely. Wow. Just before the pandemic hit, I was booked to see them backstage here where I live because they were on tour. Oh. And then that's I cool. and then they had to cancel the tour. Oh, oh that's no. a bummer. Yeah. And it was also with Omnium Gatherum at the same time. Oh. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pandemic that's- took it away. <sighs> but that's that's why I planted my bones and then after I planted my bones we got a bone tree and you guys are now here so this is fantastic yeah it's nice to be here yeah absolutely now take us through this EP stage 1.0 what is what went into creating this EP what were you guys looking to do with this body of work uh, on this EP, we decided to produce and record everything by ourselves. Only the drums were recorded at Headline Studios in here, Tampere, with a guy called Onni Pietila as our recording engineer. And we wanted to show people what kind of band we really are. And it was, was nice to do things without there's no one telling us uh, what to do. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a problem before? People said, do this. And you're like, I don't want to. And they said, yeah, do it. And you said, but I don't want to. <laughs> well, not not that strongly, but we started when we were about 15 years old. So mm. it took a little time to like stand up for ourselves and realize our sound. So this time, we, well, after we became a trio in like... Uh, 2020 spring we decided that like hey this time we're gonna do whatever we want and we like the songs they're very different and we don't know what to tell anyone but ourselves how we want it so we made it ourselves mm-hmm. and turned out pretty good i think mm-hmm. yeah um how come the drums were done in a studio but not I don't know, vocals or anything else, or maybe doing, dare I say, some kind of level of program drums. Well, I, I wouldn't stand for that <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, I want to I freaking play. So we felt like drums as, as an acoustic instrument deserves a very high quality recording. And so that's everything else. Don't get me wrong, but... Uh, we found it a little too tricky for us with our small practice space and minimal gear. So that we decided to have a little help on. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now, out of, out of all the studios that are available, why the one that you chose? Well, well, the guy who recorded us on the PAT Lab, we have known him for quite a few years beforehand. So we actually got the studio time through him. He has started working there like maybe a little less a year ago, and he suggested that. Why don't you guys just come to like one of the nicest studios in Finland where I work, so you'll get it. I'll come record for you. And we said, fine, <laughs> sounds good. So that's how we ended up choosing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I guess my next question is, how did you guys take care of everything from there? Did you have tracks recorded and then you did the drums to the tracks? Or did you... How did you get it done? Uh, At first, we recorded drums. And then... Yes, we did the drums first. And then when we had the drum tracks, we did all the rest of the instruments on top of the drum track. Yeah. Okay. So the songs were quite ready uh, before we went to the headline studios to do the drums. Okay. And yeah. then um, you guys recorded them at home then, yeah? At our practice space, yes. Practice space, boom. Okay. So I'm curious then. Um, I don't know. What is my question? What is my question? I don't know. Do I have a question? <laughs> I guess my question is more like how you guys then uh, put it all together. So are there we have real drums on the recording? Consta wouldn't stand for anything else. Um, <laughs> but keyboards, bass, guitars, vocals, how were those done? Uh, well, I recorded bass when I was at home. I just, when the drums were um, in the and the drums were already done. Jenna recorded the bass at his home because we didn't need any amplifiers or anything. She just did the bass straight to the sound card. Direct input. Yes. And the guitars we did at the practice bass. Uh, really uh, classic style, just Marshall mixed up and <laughs> red rock. Mm-hmm. Nothing special. A Marshall? Yes, Marshall. What kind of Marshall? Tell me more. JCM900 uh, Marshall. Oh. Okay, okay. And then... Rock and roll machine. Yeah. Uh, Marshall cabinet? Yes. Vintage 30s? Uh, I can't remember the model of the uh, cabinet. I've not been using it pretty much in re- except the recordings i can't get in my head what the model of the cabinet is it's okay sm57 microphone yeah yes yes yeah, actually, yes yeah okay got the essence of the chain here and then you mentioned <laughs> that the bass is di but did you treat the di uh, in any way or when you play live i guess what is your equipment for bass Mm. Uh, we have a preamp. Actually, in, in the recording, there is two preamps. There's a Ambeck preamp and, and then the Bok uh, Tech 
something, <laughs> something, <laughs> something from the boss <laughs> as a preamp. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, tw- Tech 21. It's called the preamp. Sansamp. Yeah, Sansamp. Okay. Now you got a bit of a Getty Lee thing going on, I believe, because it says here that you do keyboards and bass. Is that correct, Amundo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, Rush is is our favorite band in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but on live, I I don't play play bass. I just sing and play keyboards. Okay. But but this this record. I play bass also. Do you just do the bass with the keyboard then? So you've got the left hand to do all the bass stuff that you would normally do on a bass? Uh, we have a bass player when we play live. Right, We're right. Four keys, four keys live. Yeah, that yeah. guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a hired gun, except he, he isn't as much hired as <laughs> just helping us out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can you can come along if you want. You could be a part of the band for a night. <laughs> It'll be a, a part of the scheme here in the Red River. Um, cool. So Rush is your favorite band in the whole wide world. Uh, wrong T-shirt to wear to the interview. Then uh, should have been. <laughs> I I thought about if maybe if I. Could have changed the T-shirt, but there was <laughs> not enough time. <laughs> okay, what's everybody's favorite Rush album? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah, gotta be Hemispheres. Hemispheres is moving pictures or twenty one twelve. Hmm. Uh, I gotta go with moving pictures. Moving pictures. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. They started getting a lot of more synthesizer stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what the way we like it. Yeah. <laughs> Was something like moving pictures an influence in this EP? Like, did you guys ever stop and and kind of think, is this headed in the direction of where we want to go, or was it entirely organic? The songs just developed themselves. Um. Usually, I think it goes in a way like. We kind of mess around, and when we feel like this could be a song, then much later on in the process, we'll be like, well, this sounds like like Moving Pictures or any other band, and then we're like, we're very eager to, in a way, follow the song in the way it wants to go. That's the way we get it, get it right, I feel like, and not thinking too much during the creative process. Mm-hmm. Okay. True story, if you guys like true stories, is uh, one time in the countryside, no joke, I was in a sports car here in Canada, and I put on Red Barchetta, and I opened her up, and while Red Barchetta was playing, I was like acting out the song, Red Barchetta. Uh, (laughs) We did look for Nexon right there. We didn't hear like last 20 seconds. (laughs) 20 seconds, oh my goodness gracious. I apologize. <laughs> Are we good now? You can hear me now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Good. Um, a couple summers ago, I rented a race car, and I put on Red Barchetta from Moving Pictures, 
<laughs> and I went out in like off the highway onto a like a secret road. And I opened her up, let it rip. I had my own little red barchetta moment. Uh, oh my god, that's sweet! Cool. Yeah, I was so happy. I called my mom. I was like, I just did a red barchetta moment, and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "You know, red barchetta from Rush." <laughs> what? <laughs> I drove really fast in a sports car on the countryside. Don't do that, dear. You're gonna get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> My mom actually has seen Russ in here, Finland, with my dad, and she slept almost all, <laughs> all of the concert, and I'm so freaking mad <laughs> for her. Mm-hmm. I'm also mad about that. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Recently, I've been giving their first album a lot of a lot of play. It's groovy stuff, man. Um, speaking of other groovy stuff, we have this EP, Stage 1.0. we got a couple of tracks, Red River and The Scheme, that appear to have videos for them. Uh, take us through these videos. What went into crafting these videos? Well, the music video for The Scheme, we, uh, we kind of like borrowed this uh, pretty... Well, in Finland, at least, legendary venue called Tuiskula in a small town next to our <laughs> next to our small hometown in the countryside. Mm-hmm. And we rented out this like very old, like like kind of vintage, like actually a dance floor. It used to be a disco in the eighties, and uh, yeah, we just rented out and. Like realized that this place has an, like a very good vibe when we put the lights and smoke together and all and it was just very stream of consciousness just go for it and it ended up great. We had a very talented photographer and videographer with us and she I I I'd give most of the credit to her as to why it looks good. We don't look good but the video looks good. <laughs> At least somebody looks good. I see the disco balls. Very cool. The disc- yeah. disco in actually, the 80s. Act- yeah, actually, Metallica used to play in there like in the early 80s. And they weren't even that big of a deal. Yeah. And everybody's talking about it here <laughs> in Finland. That Metallica played in Tuiskula Nivala. All right, cool. I'm looking at your guitar, baby. I see the the JCM 900 there behind you. Is that a fast track in the neck? Is that what you got going on? A Seymour Duncan fast track in the neck? Uh, do you talk about the Stratocaster in the video? Yeah, the Stratocaster in the video. That doesn't look like a stock pickup in the neck. Seymour Duncan hot rail. Hot rail. Okay. Hot rail. You know what? It's probably Demarzio that makes the fast track, and it's it's Seymour Duncan that makes the hot rail, and I just messed that up on my own show. Oh no! I know everybody in the comment section is going to be eating me alive. Yeah, How I can, can feel the cool cool ones dropping it. I know. Right as we speak. I know that some, that one person's going to go, and he's going to hit the thumbs down button right now. 
<laughs> oh no. I I know. Terrible. My whole life is just going to crumble. It's all I live for. Okay. Um why that pickup? What was wrong with the neck pickup that was already there? Uh the strat had like in my mind pretty weak single coil pickups before that and I just thought that our songs needed a little bit more punch and the whole trail was the hottest single coil pickup that I could find single coil sized pickup that I could find mm-hmm. for this trail. Is it a single coil or is it a stacked uh, humbucker? Fits in the same hole <laughs> Yeah Okay Alright And then we got Looks like Yana looks like she's headbanging a lot. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Doing a lot of headbanging? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Cool. Yeah, and then I just checked out the other video that I had mentioned, which is a lyric video that's based off of your guys' artwork, um, which is very, speaking of 80s, got a touch of 80s vibe to it. How did you guys come up with the artwork? Well, we got in touch with the with the guy who made a previous artwork for us called Petri Lampela, and we like kind of asked him for a, like a I don't know if I can describe like a like almost like vintage cartoony like space adventure style mm-hmm. stuff, and that's pretty much the first idea that he had, and we loved it right away. Yeah. And then, then you went and made a music video in an eighties discotheque and you're just eighties all around, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Loosely tying the whole interview together was the JCM nine hundred to see when that came out. I think that's an eighties amp though. And then you got the eighties discotheque, you got moving pictures, which is the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They do rule, man. Good stuff. Okay, gang. Uh, We chatted about uh, getting your drums recorded in the studio and then tracking everything to those drums. And then we've got that you guys love Rush's Moving Pictures, which being Canadian, I have to include that. It's uh, it's a requirement. And then chatted about 80s disco techs and 80s themed artwork and... Uh, the music video that was filmed, obviously, and said 80s disco tech that Metallica apparently played in before they were known to the entire world. Yes. Very cool. Do you guys know when that was? Was that like Kill 'em All? Was that Ride the Lightning? Yes, like uh, the Kill 'em All time period, period somewhere in the, during the first record. Okay. Yeah, because I heard, unless I'm wrong, again, somebody could be doing the thumbs down right now is they uh, recorded Ride the Lightning in Sweden? Or was it Denmark? So they, they had definitely spent some time, obviously, in that part of the world to know to record there. Yeah, I'm not that well-versed in Metallica trivia, <laughs> so I'm not going to comment. It's okay. Your, your word on it. It's okay. What about Insomnium trivia? Have you heard their new song? The concerter or the which one? There's like three new songs. Do they have three new songs? I only know of one new, new, new song. I love the snare sound in it. Speaking of drum sounds, it's great. 
the tempo that they made the song at was perfect for a big, huge, long I snare. I think they have 53 new songs after their newest record, at least. Yeah, this is embarrassing. The Antagonist. The Antagonist is the latest, latest. Okay, I think... Did I check out? I don't know. Yeah. Might have missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Give it a try. Give it a, give it a try. Give it a try. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah. All right, gang. So we chatted about recording drums in the studio, tracking everything to it. We chatted about Marshall JCM 900s. We chatted about Seymour Duncan, Hot Rails, not DeMarzio Fast Tracks, if that's even a thing. Uh, Rush's Moving Pictures, we chatted about Insomnium, we chatted about 80s Disco Text, we chatted about Metallica, we chatted about Yenna's Headbanging, uh, what else did we chat about? We chatted about recording in a rehearsal space, we chatted about planting your bones and making a bone tree. <laughs> we did. <laughs> somewhere in there, I'm sure we did. Guys? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere between the lines. Somewhere between the lines. Uh, that concludes my questions, gang. Is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about? Huh. Hmm. Anything I missed? Um, like, we don't... Those are the We just want the people to know that we have already lots of new good stuff coming. Even heavier and he- even more... Mm, maybe experimental. Yes, more professor and experimental. Yeah, new songs are on their way. Okay, perfect. Uh, I think what not being able to play shows during the COVID outbreak is that it made us a bit of <laughs> feel like give us a case, gave us a case of like cabin crazy. We be we be just banging our heads against the wall and thinking like, okay, how could we make this even more ridiculous just to entertain ourselves? And that's the way we've ended up accidentally developing our sound in a more progressive direction. Cool. All right, gang. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much to you.